Welcome back to Navigating Now. Please be aware that this episode discusses social media and issues which may be difficult or upsetting for some listeners. This is Navigating Now, the podcast to help find answers to the big questions we have about life. Welcome back. In the first episode of the series, Julia, Annika and James each picked one piece of advice from the episode on the theme of identity to try out in their own lives. And we'll be hearing from them at the end of the series to see how they got on. I really wanted to chat to someone about last week's episode and see what they thought about the advice shared. So before we jump into our next big theme, I'm inviting another young person from our podcast group for a quick chat. Welcome, Oni. Hey Oni, how are you? Hey Elsie, I'm good. Last week's episode was all about identity and search for it. What bit of advice resonated the most with you? I really related to Rob's story because I was always, you know, amongst the tallest in my class. So his advice about asking yourself before making compliments about someone else's appearance is really key. Like, even though people would tell you to embrace your height, it slightly felt like you were the odd one out. And people would be like, oh my gosh, it must be great being tall. Or what foods do you eat to get you this tall? And I'd always laugh it off. It became irritating and made me want to be shorter. I would also add that the side of being complimented... Think of it like whatever you're going through as a gift that you can't really throw away. You can't really get rid of it. So the only thing you can do with it is embrace it and flaunt it, you know? I completely agree. So as for me, I'm quite tall as well compared to everyone else my age. So um, hearing Rob's advice and what Rob had to say, it was quite interesting because for me, my height difference compared to my peers has never been really something that I see as a liability or that I don't take pride in. So I quite like my height and I've always been comfortable being taller than everyone else. I saw where Rob was coming from. Do you know what I like about these questions and this topic in general? Each piece of advice was for a different question. Yeah, they all seem to resonate with the different questions as well. Yeah, they all tie in. And I think that's what's interesting about the search for identity, like different things and different opinions they all tie into one and I think the general opinion on this question is just that idea of experimenting and just being you and trying to find out who being you is something I really picked up in my day-to-day life is to jump at like any opportunity that you see because you never know where it could lead you it could lead you to something really big that you never really expected to see yourself in the future and I would also say that Comments go a long way, so it's good to comment someone, not only on their looks, but on their personality as well. So, how about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one as well. Also, being confident to make decisions Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily what my friends want to decide as well. Yeah, because it's like, you shouldn't let anyone influence your choices. You should just do what you want to do. You should be who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for joining me, Oni. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. So let's get into this week's episode. Today we're here to talk about social media. For young people, social media has been part of our lives from the very beginning. These days, social media is such a key part of how information gets around. And you'd be hard pressed to find anyone nowadays who doesn't have at least one social media account. 
While social media has the power to connect people from all over the world through updates, photos and stories, not to mention the memes, it also has a lot of power to divide us. Because of this, social media can be quite a controversial topic. And no doubt everyone listening in already has some sort of opinion on it. So today, three people from our podcast group, Gracie, Rob and Katrina, will be discussing the highs, lows and in-betweens of social media and what it means to them. Hi, I'm Gracie. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 15 years old and I'm from Northamptonshire. Hi, my name's Rob. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm 25 now, terrifyingly, uh, and I'm from Kent in the southeast. Hi, my name's Katrina and I'm 21 years old from South London and my pronouns are she, her. So guys, what part does social media play in your life? Rob, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I think I, I, I joined social media at a time when it first became a thing and being in school for while that while it sort of really took off as a, as a concept was kind of interesting. So I guess it has played a massive part in my life. And more recently, I think I've used it more for like for my own work and for sort of environmental sort of activism and, and promotion and things like that. So yeah, lots of different ways, really. Yeah, I would agree. Social media just plays a massive part in today's society with like everything and everyone always having a device to be able to talk to each other from far distances like I have friends that live far away in even in different countries and I love social media to be able to talk to them but then also I feel like there are those downsides to social media where it can be really toxic and it can really promote some things that you know you don't really want to be promoting. Katrina what do you think? Yes so I'm only 21 I've been on know social media basically from teenagers to now so that's like a good 10 odd years of it and like it's played a massive role like you'll never be able to like see what's happening across the world without social media and I think that obviously that's a huge part to like learn and to obviously educate others about crisis around the world or maybe when it comes to like promoting yourself in a good way and stuff so for me personally as well it's a great thing to have and I would love for everyone to have social media to at least be connected in some way to that family friends whoever you want not only has our podcast group submitted questions for each episode in this series they have also been busy collecting and recording advice to share with us as have our producers we also have some advice from a very special guest so let's get going with our three questions for today's episode Question one, how can we meaningfully connect with friends and family in an age of social media? First up, we have advice from Emily, who's part of our podcast group. Gracie, Rob and Katrina haven't heard the advice that's about to be played, so we can listen in in real time to their reactions. Hi, my name is Emily. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Bristol. And I'm giving advice in response to the question, how can we meaningfully connect with friends and family in an age of social media? I wanted to give advice in response to this question because I think it can be really hard nowadays to feel as though we are connecting with others because of social media. A lot of us struggle to talk with others. So I wanted to give two pieces of advice to meaningfully connect with your friends and family. So the first one may seem kind of obvious, but while social media and technology can be useful for staying in touch, it can also be very isolating. So whenever possible, even if you haven't done it in a while, prioritize face-to-face interactions. So this could be meeting up for a coffee, going to a cafe together, even going for a walk together or having a dinner party and cooking. 
try and do something that you really enjoy and so do your friends and family and just suggest doing it. I'm sure they will be up for it. The second one is practice active listening. This is really important. Uh, A lot of the time it's not just about communicating well, but it's also about listening well. So when you're spending time with friends and family, make an effort to practice active listening. This means being present in the moment, asking open-ended questions and truly listening to their responses when they talk. The advice that Emily has given from prioritising face-to-face interactions, I think that obviously we take that for granted, especially during the COVID-19 situation. Prior to that, we would never have guessed, oh, we're going to have two years off and not being able to see our loved ones, whether they be around from different places of the world or even down the street. So it's like having that face-to-face interaction, which Emily has mentioned, having that, you know, hug or that cup of tea because it's just one of those things where it's like you'll never know what comes in the future and obviously taking that moment having that moment sharing that just take that opportunity and take it wherever it comes yeah I really like that advice and I think what Emily said about being in the moment so crucial enjoying having people around you and enjoying seeing people um, like my family are all home at the moment and it's quite a kind of event to actually have everyone here and sort of sitting down to dinner and just having that feeling of kind of really soaking up that you're all sat around a table together in one place particularly as you say Katrina after lockdown where we couldn't um, and craving that sort of time with other people um, I think that's really key and what she said about active listening I thought was really interesting as well not just being there but actually really really listening and I, I read something recently about something like 90% of communication that we sort of pick up from other people is body language. So it's not just what you say, uh, it's like how you're listening to what they're saying and appearing kind of like you're really actively listening, as Emily said. Yeah, you two make some really good points there. Prioritising face-to-face interactions is just so important because us humans, we need that we need that physical contact. We need to be able to hug each other and actually see each other and see how we're saying things. Because I know personally, when someone sends me a text message, I can sometimes read the text message differently to how they might have said it. Whereas in face-to-face, I can tell how they said it. Yeah, I think we've all we've all been guilty of that with friends or with housemates as well. I think mistaking messages is uh, something we can all relate to. Our next bit of advice for this question is from a special guest. Hi, I'm Kate Ferdinand. I'm a podcaster, an author, and you may also know me from being on a reality show a very, very long time ago. Do you know what? This is a hard question because I feel like For me, and I'm in my 30s, and especially for my children, social media can just take over our lives at times. And then it's hard to find the balance of keeping up with everyone on your social media, sharing content, looking like you're having a great time because there's so much pressure to do that. And then catching up with your messages and seeing family and seeing friends. I think that's a hard thing to find the balance, but I think it's about knowing when to switch off from social media. It's so accessible now, and I'm going to sound really old, but back in the day, we didn't have it on our phone and we didn't have Wi-Fi everywhere we went. So you could pick and choose when you wanted to be on social media, whereas now it's just you can do it at a click of a button. So I think it's just about managing time where you can and where you feel like it's getting a little bit too much, switch it off and putting time aside to speak to your friends and family because although sometimes that can feel like a bit of a chore... 
it's actually really important and it's good to have those quality conversations that aren't always on the internet. I love the fact that she both touched on um, how tricky it can be to actually switch off from the internet with today's society, but then also being able to find that balance of turning off your social media, but then also like updating people on what you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree, Gracie. I think um, her point about switching off is really crucial. I know every year I set a sort of New Year's resolution to turn my phone off by half past nine or something at night and every year it lasts about three days and I think just having that time to switch off and sort of ground yourself like she said is really really interesting and again I'll, I'll sound old as well but she said about not having internet everywhere not having data and like I, I really remember that at school that I mean I didn't have a mobile data till I went to uni so the whole time I was at school social media was just something that you checked in the evening and then you put away I think it's become so much more accessible like she said, that you can check it anywhere, anytime. We could all do it right now. And that's just normal. Anyway, I sound old saying that. Rob, you don't sound old because I'm not going to lie, I'm in the same boat as you. But <laughs> she's on about balancing life. And it seems like you have to balance life or social media. It's like, you see, it sounds so weird to say, do I focus on life or do I focus on my social media life? you know having that time to even you're thinking let me put a time limit two hours and do this but that procrastination of like you're on your phone you have something important to do the next day but you can't do it because you're too busy on your phone watching such things and I'm I'm so guilty of that and I think everyone should at least block their phone at least for one day no calls no nothing and then just go outside and enjoy it Navigating the world as a young person without social media can be a bit like playing a video game on Extra Difficult. Everything is so intertwined and the fear of missing out can be real at times. So our second question for today is one that I think a lot of us have asked ourselves before. Question 2. How can I limit my social media use but avoid feeling left out at the same time? That is a bit of a question, isn't it? <laughs> Jasmine from our podcast group kicks off the advice on this question. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm 17 years old and I'm from London. And today I'm giving advice in response to the question, how can I limit my social media use but avoid feeling left out at the same time? So I have a very strange viewpoint on this because I have been at both polar ends of social media use so I used to be very very intensely involved with social media I had all the social medias of the time and I posted and scrolled and did all of that quite a lot a lot a lot and then I got really really sick of it and it was almost like I had an extreme allergy to social media I had such an aversion to it so I just decided to get rid of all of it I don't think I actually deleted my accounts but I just went completely away and I barely even used the internet. I was very reluctant to do anything that remotely resembled social media. So I have experienced both ends of the spectrum to do with that. So what have I got from that? What have I learned? I would say it's surprising, but when you completely detach yourself from social media, you no longer have the fear of missing out. And I think that only comes with a little bit of interaction with social media so when you actually have none it goes away you don't get that so it's kind of just just dipping your toe in tends to kindle that anxiety and that kind of desperate feeling like oh no something's going on and I'm not part of it 
So I think if you're really worried about that, my advice would be to try just stopping social media and I think more than a day I think it probably needs to be a week for me it was more like a year but it's definitely interesting to see how it affects you. Gracie what do you think about that? I just found it very interesting how she just so quickly just stopped using social media and how she found that she no longer feared that she was missing out on stuff. I don't think most people would be able to say that they could do that Yeah, what Jasmine was saying about having that desperation and, you know, always posting a lot. Looking back at what I've used to do, posting and, you know, thinking that, oh, if I post this, it'll be so cool and I get 100 likes, this, that, the other. Looking back at it, not going to lie, it just means nothing. And I think that's probably what Jasmine showed about having, you know, now an allergy that it's amazing especially at her being 17 and having that cut off already late I think many people should look into this especially younger audiences just like Jasmine removing themselves from social media and allowing themselves to go outside and enjoy what needs to be enjoyed I really admire what she did though sort of switching off from social media like that but I think perhaps the way I'd switch off like that would be to switch off from certain parts of it I think switching yourself off entirely from that I would find quite isolating in terms of in terms of commitments for work or for for socials or for anything like that. So I think having some sort of switch off, perhaps from scrolling, from those parts that don't have anything meaningful to offer you, is is, is how I take that advice. Our special guest Kate Ferdinand weighs in on limiting social media use and FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's so consuming, and we all want to be on it. We all want to be like we're sharing everything and don't want to feel like we're missing out but at the same time it can be detrimental to our mental health I think it's just about setting limits for yourself knowing when it's getting too much acknowledging that and it's okay to have time out social media is still going to be there tomorrow and everyone that loves and cares for you will check in away from social media so try not to feel that pressure of always having to be online and sharing everything constantly online because social media isn't actually all of our reality. It's just a snippet of our life and there's so much more to life away from that. So it's just about setting yourself realistic expectations of when you're going to be online and it's okay when you're not. Try not to add too much pressure to yourself, I would say. I thought that was really interesting what Kay had to say there about it just being part of your life, that it doesn't represent your entire life. It's it's just presenting what you want to present of your life and also that bit of life that people see of you and that sort of opinion people form of you based on on that social media I mean you know we all do it we all present what we want to people to see and I think what she said about not adding too much pressure to that not not overthinking you know I, I just think of myself like I'm when I was 12 13 14 I wouldn't present certain aspects of, of what I enjoyed doing um so I'm a really nerdy bird watcher also do ballet you know that's not something as a 13 year old boy you admit to on online well it should be but it's not unfortunately and um I think I've tried quite consciously to sort of not care too much about that and try and just sort of present yourself and I think what she said about sort of not putting pressure on yourself and presenting sort of a true version of yourself is really crucial so Katrina do you do you agree with that at all? Yeah that quote that she said of social media isn't actually all our reality it's just a snippet of our life that 
really stood out to me in her advice and I think that should be printed everywhere to be honest because it's like it's one that I think many people forget it is basically not real it is yes it's real like you're recording it or whatever you're posting it but that's what you want to show to the world but in reality you're probably cooped up in bed watching tv with a nice hot coffee or whatever enjoying life as it is and probably not even posting it because of how amazing that date time setting is and with their mental health aspects there's always helplines everywhere within social media that I think everyone should even look out for even when it comes to like helping others and helping yourself like I think everyone should research that as well. Gracie what do you think about Kate's advice? I love the fact that she stated how hard it can be just how detrimental social media can actually be to your mental health and how it's consuming and how social media can be such a tool but then also it can be such a toxic and just horrible place for someone to be in especially if you're putting filters on and you don't feel like you can properly like show your true self without actually putting those filters on I also love how she did say that you should put realistic expectations on yourself so just setting small realistic goals to get to your big goal I think would be a really important thing to say it seems that social media can be a bit of a time vacuum and we've heard some advice on how to manage that time effectively one thing that's clear throughout is that whether it's a force for bad or a force for better there is a lot of power in social media so that brings us on to our final question. Question three, how can we recognise the positives of social media whilst also recognising the negative impact it can have on our lives? Craig from our podcast group gives us his perspective on the question. By the way, the music you heard at the start of this episode, that's by Craig. Social media can be fantastic to share news and memories whilst also catching up with friends. However, comparison can be the thief of joy when observing other people's feeds. This is where I find Ed Sheeran's advice on social media very insightful, where he says he uses Instagram as a promotional tool, rather than endlessly scrolling and consuming from other people's feeds. As a musician myself, I find it hard to be off of social media due to finding out about events and supporting other artists. However, I have learned to be mindful of the accounts that I follow and what I am getting out of social media when logging onto those sites. If there's content that comes up on my feed that is unhealthy for my mental health, then I'll come off of the social media app straight away and know that I'll have to have a break for a bit. So I'll go and go for a walk or go and get something to eat. Something that's just going to take my mind off of it. However, if I'm on the app promoting either my own or other artists' music or responding to some messages, then I'll know I'm on there for the right reasons and that social media can be a positive place. I think what he said about making sure he's using it for the right reasons when he's on there, using it for the things that are important to him and not the things that, that aren't really resonates. Sort of using it for building a business, using it for all these sorts of things. It's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think social media is such a good tool to promote your business. So many different people see it at once and so many people can look at you and then you get all those views and you get all of the people who will like your business. And I loved how he said if he's if he sees something on social media that he doesn't agree with or it's something that will damage his mental health. I love that he said that he'll have a break from social media, go for a walk, do something because I feel like it's really good to come off it, take a break and kind of be like, no, this is not something that I want to be 
showing myself and something that I don't really want to be, you know, endorsing or giving views to on a daily basis. Balancing social media usage can be hard as the lines are so blurred. How can we tailor social media so it works better for us? Special guest Kate Ferdinand offers up a bit of advice on the importance of following the right people. Social media, I think, it has so many positives. You can connect with people, you can relate to people, but sometimes the negatives do overshadow that by, you know, racism online and comparing yourself to other people. And I think it's about following the right people because if you're following people that make you feel like you're not good enough, you're always going to have that feeling when you're online. For me personally, I follow people that I admire, that aren't just about what they look like, that have good hearts, that do good things, that when I go on social media, I feel good about it and I feel empowered. So who you follow is really important to how you feel when you're online. I loved our advice. You know, you're connecting with people. There are so many positives. But obviously she mentioned about the racism and comparing yourself to other people. And it is upsetting because you shouldn't be put down because of how you look like or who you are. At the end of the day, I am made with, you know, Peruvian blood, English blood. That is who I am. And if you want to start getting at me because I'm Latino, that's on you because at the end of the day my culture is amazing and I love embracing my culture within social media and I love it when people love seeing what I do for my culture my community that is one good thing that I do use my social media for. Katrina I love that I thought that was so good just sort of presenting that sort of true image of yourself is is really really great and really admirable. I think what Kate said as well about following the right people is really interesting she said it in terms of sort of following people you admire and not people that just want to look good on social media i think there's also an important point there about sort of misinformation and that's another issue entirely but i think that's worth touching on as well because if you're not following the right people then people can become open and susceptible to sort of hateful or, or wrong messaging uh, which is obviously not good as well so i think i'm pleased that she touched on that as a way of sort of acknowledging that there are areas of social media that you have to be careful with and you have to be mindful of. And as she said, following people with good hearts is a good way to go. Yeah, I love what both of you have said. And I just love how all of the advice that we've been given, they see both the negatives and the positives. I love that she said to follow people who are important to you and my take on that is just use social media as your safe little bubble and use it as a place that you follow people that if they were talking to you in real life that you would willingly be friends with them so almost treat the people that you are following even if it's businesses or people if you would willingly be friends with them or you agree with what they say or what they think and their opinions then follow them and just treat social media as your safe little bubble because you can be so vulnerable on social media especially at such a young age when you're seeing all these different opinions and what different people think about certain situations just being so aware of who you're surrounding yourself with not just in person but in social media as well can be so important so we've come to the end of our questions and advice for today now it's time to find out what resonated with gracie rob and katrina the most which piece of advice will they pick to try out in their own lives let's start with rob 
Yeah, I mean, this has been such a great conversation. There's so many things I could pick out from this. I loved Jasmine's way that she said uh, the social media was an allergy. Um, I love the way Kate said it just has to be part of your life. And what she said later on about sort of following the good people uh, with good hearts, like they're all such good things. But I think I loved what Emily said at the start about being in the moment and really sort of enjoying that time away from social media and having that time to put your phone down and just enjoy being with friends, with family. So I think for me, what I'm going to try is to really have those times when I consciously say, right, that's it for the social media till this evening, or that's it for the night. I'm putting it away. I'm reading my book instead of my phone. So just trying to kind of actively think about that and not kind of crave getting back on it. What about you, Katrina? What advice are you going to take forward? Yeah, again, just to echo what you said there, Rob, that we had such a great conversation here and wish it could continue, you know. But yeah, bring it back to the beginning with what Emily said about prioritising face-to-face interactions and stuff. Like obviously, I think I mentioned about lockdown and how we took that for granted. And I feel like, yes, it was a situation where no one expected it, but I think we need to expect the unexpected and accept and allow, you know, these interactions to happen and you know just be in the moment I think the advice that I'm gonna take from this is to use social media as a safe place for me instead of a place of um, anxiety or a place to compare my life to other people's and just to follow people who inspire me and not people who make me feel less intelligent or less or less pretty or just less anything and only follow people who make me feel better about myself and not make me feel less about myself if that makes sense that makes sense gracie those are some really good takeaways from today's advice you could argue that it's easier said than done So I'm excited to hear Gracie, Rob and Katrina's experience with their chosen bits of advice. A few weeks have passed since this roundtable discussion and each host has kept audio diaries on their progress trying out the advice in their everyday lives. Let's check in with Gracie and hear how she's getting on. So a couple days ago, I took off a few people on my Instagram. I only took off a max of 10. I gave myself a limit so that I wasn't fully diving myself into it and taking things slow and I feel a lot calmer than I did before I will say and the people that I see on my social media feed are a lot more positive for me there's a lot more inspirational quotes on there and there are more funny ones and me seeing people that I genuinely care about on there and my family and my friends instead of beauty standards that I physically will not be able to achieve. So at the minute, I'm doing really well. I feel a lot calmer and I feel a lot happier. It's definitely increased my mood and made me feel a lot better about myself. It's really weird. And I'm going to keep on going for this for another five days for the whole week. And I've just learned that The people that I was following were not serving me a positive purpose. They were almost forcing me to feel a certain way. So I'll be back with you in five more days. I can't wait to hear how it goes, Gracie. Tune in to the beginning of next week's episode to hear Gracie's final audio diary 
and find out how the advice worked for her. So go on, what little piece of advice could you try out from this episode? Coming up next week, we'll be hearing from three more young people who will be talking about the theme of community action. We'll be listening to advice about how to solve local issues as well as global ones, asking when and how to find your voice to stand up for the things you believe in and figuring out how to identify the people in our communities that need our help the most. See you next episode. Bye for now. Navigating Now is a Max Creative production brought to you by the Duke of Edinburgh's Award with generous support from the Gosling Foundation and RSM. The original theme music is by Capt, a young person from our podcast group. And a huge thank you goes out to our podcast group, made up of 31 recent and current Duke of Edinburgh's Award participants. I've been your host, Elsie, and we've been Navigating Now. We are all unique, and the issues discussed may impact and affect everyone in different ways. The thoughts and guidance shared and discussed are suggestions and possible approaches, and you should always do what feels safe and right for you. If you've been affected by the issues in this episode, or want to find out more, please see the Duke of Edinburgh's Award website, dov.org, for some contacts and resources you may find useful. You can find the link to this in the show notes.